0: welcome to this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review podcast. My name is Jerry Healus. I am the editor of Global University Venturing and Global Government Venturing. And as always, I will also bring you the news from Global Corporate Venturing. And it has been another big week, as always. So let's dive straight in, starting with deals. Southeast Asian ride-hailing platform Grab closed $2 billion in funding just over two months ago But Reuters has reported that it's looking to raise another $1 and that SoftBank is close to putting up half the funding. The company was valued at $11 billion as of August and its other corporate backers include Toyota, Didi Shujing, Ping An, Kuna, ErmTech and Hyundai. SoftBank Vision Fund has also initiated talks to invest $500 million in China-based online educational assistance platform Bang. The prospective investment would come after a reported $585 million in funding from investors including Legend Capital. Traveloka, an Indonesian company that has grown into a leading holiday and travel services booking platform for Southeast Asia, is in talks with unnamed investors to raise $400 million. The round is apparently being led by Singapore's sovereign wealth fund GIC. Funding would be added to the $350 million Expedia provided for the company at a reported $2 billion valuation last year, as well as 150 million supplied by investors, including fellow corporate JD.com. Elsewhere in Asia, still SoftBank, which is reportedly also in talks to invest between 200 and 250 million dollars in India based delivery, one of several companies that have sprung up to feed the rapidly expanding e commerce sector. The prospective deal would value delivery at $1.2 billion and would follow some $255 million in funding from investors including Fosun and BCC's Times Internet. Enterprise cybersecurity software provider Tanium has secured $200 million in a round led by Wellington Management that valued it at $6.5 billion pre-money. Tanium, whose investors include City Ventures, has now raised about $780 million altogether and has amped up its valuation by some $1.5 billion in just five months, the company having raised $175 million from TPG growth in a May round that valued it at $5 billion. Tencent and KKR's KKR Asian Fund 3 have agreed to lead a $175 million investment in Voyager Innovation, a fintech spin-off from telecoms firm PLDT. The deal will involve PLDT's share of the company being reduced to a minority stake though it will continue to be its largest shareholder and will support the growth of a range of services covering areas such as digital payment, financial remittance and online lending. Fast fashion retailer Miniso was only founded in 2013, but has been growing at a rocket-like pace, currently standing at some 3,000 branches worldwide. Now Tencent is getting in on the act, joining Hill House Capital to provide $146 million in funding for the company. Miniso's progress is also interesting in that it's generally been achieved in the opposite way to most other consumer startups, which have begun online before opening brick-and-mortar stores later. Education app developer Bijouz is now valued at $2 billion following a $100 million investment by General Atlantic. Bijouz has raised a total of $344 million from investors including Times, Internet and Tencent, but the round is perhaps notable for not including SoftBank, which was said to be in talks with the company a couple of months back. Since SoftBank is said to have a you-or-your-rival approach to deals, well, it may look like the aforementioned $500 million round in bang may have been preferable to SoftBank's vision. Call center software provider TalkDesk closed a $21 million Series A round backed by Salesforce three years ago, but has taken a big step forward with a $100 million Series B round that valued it at more than a billion dollars. Viking Global led the latest round, and the proceeds will fund international growth and the expansion of TalkDesk's app ecosystem, the latter perhaps showing what it's learned from its corporate investor. And on Gov, we have not the biggest deal, but a more interesting one for us, which is Drawbridge Health, a US-based medical diagnostic spin-out of industrial conglomerate General Atlantic, which received an undisclosed amount of funding from Kyoto University's venturing arm, Innovation capital called KUICAP. KUICAP invested through its fund Innovation Kyoto 2016. The deal, interestingly, was made possible through a meeting at the Gov Fusion Conference. Hoji Morota, chief executive of KUICAP, confirmed to us earlier last week. Morota will also be a speaker at the Gov Summit in November at our conference in Houston, for which you can now buy tickets on. GovSummit.com. That is G-U-V-Summit.com. With that, let's take a look at funds. Biopharmaceuticals-focused venture firm Forbian Capital Partners has closed its latest fund at $415 million, a 44% upgrade on its initial target. The LPs include insurers ASR Assurance and KLP, as well as the EU-backed European Investment Fund and the German government-owned bank KFW. Forbian will look to follow up on recent successes that include the $554 million acquisition of portfolio company Rigontech by Merck & Co. just over a year ago. And XL Partners, a VC fund affiliated to University of Rochester, is to manage a $25 million vehicle intended to spur tech activity around Rochester in upstate New York. Vehicle dubbed Finger Lakes Forward Venture Capital Fund will be managed by Excel's Technology Ventures Division and funded by the New York State Government. With that, let's take a look at exits. Funding Circle has gone public in London in a $575 million initial public offering that included $184 million of shares sales by the online lending platform's shareholders. The identities of the sellers have not been disclosed, but they may include Rocket Internet, which took part in a $100 million round for the company early last year. The IPO valued funding circle which floated to near the foot of its range, just short of $2 billion. Guardant Health had a healthy first day as a public company, floating above its range to raise almost $238 million in its IPO before seeing its share price rise by 69%. Softbank remains the largest investor in the Precision Oncology Diagnostic Developer, having led its most recent funding round, a $360 million deal last year. That outlay now appears to have been somewhat of a shrewd investment. SurveyMonkey has raised less, but has also had a successful IPO, floating above its range to raise an initial $180 million. Didn't take long for the underwriters to take up the over-allotment option in the offering, buying another $27 million worth of shares to close the offering at $207 million. Existing backer Salesforce added $40 million through a private placement. And Sutro Biopharma, a US-based cancer drug developer based on research at Stanford University and backed by pharmaceutical firms Amgen, Celgene, Eli Lilly and Merkin Co., raised $85 million in its IPO. Sutro's drug discovery platform, Express CF, is exploiting research undertaken by James Swartz, the James H. Clark professor at Stanford University's School of Engineering. And NGM Biopharmaceuticals has filed to raise up to $75 million in an IPO that will give Merck & Co. and Takeda the chance to exit. The company has so far raised some $295 million in equity funding, and will put the proceeds towards advancing a pipeline that includes a treatment for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, currently in Phase 2B trials. And on global government venturing, we have French solar firm Neon, which is aiming for a market cap of $1.7 billion in an initial public offering on the Paris Stock Exchange deal will raise around $734 million for the firm, whose current shareholders include the French government-run investment agency BPI France. And finally, let's take a look at People, where we have Brian Gallagher Jr., who has departed from a partner position at SR1, the corporate VC arm of pharmaceutical firm GlaxoSmithKline, to take the same position at investment group Abingworth. Gallagher joined SR1 in 2010 after two years as director and then senior director of corporate development for Sertris Pharmaceuticals, a biotech developer acquired by GlaxoSmithKline, for $720 million. During his time at SR1, Gallagher helped set up the unit's Boston office and will work in Boston for life sciences focused Abingworth as well. Wesley Tang Weimer, a former investor at telecoms and internet group SoftBank, has joined Rucker Park Capital, the VC firm set up by SoftBank alumna Marissa Campis. Tang Weimer joined SoftBank as an investor in 2015 after two and a half years at VC firm Point 72 Ventures and graduated to a similar position at SoftBank Investment Advisors, which manages the firm's $97.7 billion vision fund in January last year. Rocker Park is targeting $50 million for its first fund, news of its formation having emerged in June 2017. Campies was an investor for SoftBank's now-shuttered SoftBank Capital Unit in 2014 and 15 before working in a direct capacity for the corporate. She departed in mid-2016. And co-working space provider WeWork has tasked Emily Keaton with leading a newly formed corporate venturing fund. WeWork Creative Fund will invest in startups focusing on areas such as the future of work, according to people familiar with the matter. As managing director, Keaton will run a five-person team. Keaton joined WeWork in May 2017 as Global Head of Mergers and Acquisitions, after having spent nine months as Head of M&A for digital media holding company IAC. And finally, Penn State has named Hong Ma, Professor of Biology and Distinguished Research Professor of Plant Molecular Biology, as the Associate Dean for Research and Innovation at the Eberly College of Science. Ma will supervise the college's Research Administration Office, responsible for grant and funding opportunities, and the Office for Innovation, which plays a hand in securing intellectual property and connecting college innovation to industry contacts. And with that, once again, you are all caught up on the biggest headlines of the past week. As always, we don't have time to cover everything here, so do head on over to globalcorporateventuring.com, globalgovernmentventuring.com, and globaluniversityventuring.com to read up on everything else. And don't forget to check back daily to stay on top of the news. My name is still Thierry Helis. If you have any feedback, feel free to email me. You can reach me at thielis at globaluniversityventuring.com. That is T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. Feel free to leave us a comment or a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you download this podcast from. And don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues. And thank you very much to all those of you that have already done so. We very much appreciate it. And we always love hearing from our listeners. With that, I wish you a productive week, and I shan't speak to you next week. It will be my colleague James Morrison as I will take some holiday. But I will be back with you in a fortnight. Until then, goodbye. Global Venturing Review was produced by InEar Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.